I'm Arya Schwartz, along with Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. Free agency is not over. We've seen a ton of big and little moves so far. Midway into the wave of change in the W, we dive in, degrade, and discuss. like our show please consider joining our patreon community patreon.com backslash windsider for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content over at windsider.com that's windsider.com if you're trying to get tickets for the upcoming WNBA season thanks to our sponsor TickPick, you don't have to worry the original no fee ticketing site and official ticketing partner of the 2021 WNBA champion chicago sky use the link T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K dot com backslash Windsider. That's TickPick.com backslash Windsider for all your ticket purchases. Welcome to the Windsider show. Uh, right off the top, let's just dive into the, you know, before we get into the grades and the recent moves that broke today. Um, news broke. Howard Magdal of the next broke, uh, I believe, earlier today or maybe it was even yesterday. I don't know. It's been a whirlwind of a few days. but. Um, that the league not only was investigating the Las Vegas Aces for the Hamby uh, allegations that the Players Association and the league, that's one investigation, that there's actually a second investigation going on right now, excuse me, that the league is investigating. And while, you know what, I'll just read directly from the article. According to those familiar with the allegations, the pattern alleged that the team followed typically in the team followed typically involved a high-level member of the Aces instructing the agent of a potential signee, either free agent or player working on an extension, that at the conclusion of the phone call between the team and the agent, the agent would receive a call and an offer for a specific amount of money for a particular pre-selected company. The work involved would be negotiable, according to those familiar with the allegations. So, in layman's terms, basically they were getting them quote-unquote jobs under the table uh, in association, basically, with their current job with the Las Vegas Aces so that they could uh, go around the cap so that they could get more money in these players' pockets without it impacting the cap and thusly allowing them to make a super team or, uh, you know, get players on team-friendly deals so that they could do other moves to make the team better. And to me, that is the definition of cheating. Um, just flat out, like, you are making it, you are going around the rules so your team has an advantage um, over the other teams. I, I don't know what else to call it. I don't think this can be a simple fine slap on the wrist. This is serious allegations, if true. Um, and I like I tweeted this out, and while I don't think the league is going to revoke the title, I think it has to be like at least thought about, discussed, whatever, because, I mean, this is how I view it. If they're not going to make the punishment a legitimate punishment, you're basically sending a message to the league that we're okay with doing this. I mean, we saw coaches, GMs, and owners yesterday tweeting out, or again, maybe it was today, uh, tweeting out, um, you know, if if there's going to be rules, let's follow them. If not, just let us know there's no rules so we don't have to follow them. That's the definition of an unfair playing field, and that's the definition of cheating in my mind. Um, What's your thoughts on this, Rachel? 
I think it's interesting when you, when TMA, team marketing agreement became permissible, which basically was like, you know, you could set up certain speaking engagements and be able to make up to like $4,000 a month outside of, you know, additional through the team, you know, just different marketing opportunities for these players to make money. I feel like that really started to change things. Um, you know, it, and it blurred the lines a little bit. And I think it's, it's opening Pandora's box. It didn't open Pandora's box. This could open Pandora's box, but clearly we all, we all, we all, we all can agree that we are going to advocate for these women, these players to make as much money as they possibly can. We all can agree on that. Mm -hmm. What I'm not going to be okay with is bending the CBA, breaking the CBA, you know, blatantly breaking the rules I mean, I, I, I'm just not about that. I don't respect that. Um, I think that clearly there is a very distinct, um, <laughs> what am I trying to say? Through talking to everybody through this free agency, you know, people, sources, I mean, it was very, very evident that this was going on. It was very evident that there was a lot of frustration. There was a lot of confusion. People didn't quite understand what can we do. You had certain agents out here really trying to push the envelope because they see what maybe a place like Las Vegas is doing. So I am not about cheating. I'm not about pushing the envelope to the point where the, the, the line is so blurred that it's like, it's just messy to me. I, I, I can't get, I can't get behind that. I think it needs yeah. to be clearly defined. And um, clearly, I mean, you've talked about, we talk about the New York Liberty breaking the blatantly breaking the rules for the charter flight thing, the five thousand mm -hmm. dollar fine. Um, this is minuscule compared to what we're we're looking at right now, in my opinion. The direction of where this goes from here on out is is going to change the trajectory of the, the WNBA. In my oh, opinion, yeah. I mean, I just think this is I think this is a much 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 bigger story than we realize right now. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, we're going to look back at this, and this is and look. Here's my thing. Good can come from a bad thing, right? Like, this was a bad thing. This was cheating. There should be punishments. I, you know, like, whether it's take the title, whether it's draft picks in the future, oh, whether it's financial, whatever. Like, it needs to be something that, like, actually impacts it. Otherwise, it's just, like, what are we even doing? And, and Rachel, to your point about the marketing, the thing I always want to say is I've always found, like, again, I don't know why I have to say this because I think it's pretty clear and obvious. We want the players to make as much money as possible. But the way the current marketing agreement for additional money is set up is idiotic in my mind because you have the situation like Courtney Williams, perfect example. Free agent, not employed by the Connecticut Sun by the terms of like normal sports, free agency, whatever, but yet is in all this marketing promotion for the Connecticut Sun during the offseason. What are we doing? Like, it makes no sense. The day before she announces she's signing with Chicago, she's in promotions for Connecticut selling tickets to season ticket holders and whatnot. Like, <laughs> find a different way. To, it's just ridiculous in my mind. And that's just like the tip of the iceberg. And then you're talking about like all the stuff under the water. I mean, yeah, I, I just think that it, I have to, I have to tread lightly with what I'm talking about here, but but I also want to be transparent and I want to, to, to like, you know, this is, this is, this has been known and this has been going on and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's one team, whether it's multiple teams, what, what I, what I'm curious now is, is, can they even find evidence? Is there proof? 
Well, that's the other thing. Like, how are you going to... And, and that, that's what I was going to say is, like, not having proof of this or, like, getting enough evidence to, you know, bring down the hammer um, doesn't necessarily mean it didn't happen and doesn't necessarily mean that it didn't impact things in an unfair way. And, um, and what is bringing down the hammer? I mean, I, I think that... Do they lose future picks? You know, do they do they get, obviously, a fine or, you know, someone has to resign or... Um, you know, they lose massive amounts of picks down the road. Like, I mean, that's, I guess that's one way it could go down. Well, um, Rachel, even, even before that this news broke, it was already disaster Island over there, considering the fact it's been what three weeks since the Hamby trade went down and the Hamby allegations came out and they haven't put out a state. They hadn't put out a statement. They eventually did put out a statement, but kind of fumbled that one. Like this is just, such a bad look everything going on right now with las vegas aces there people are trying to sugarcoat it make it look like it's not that big of a deal there's serious accusations from a former player um who probably it was because of the move that happened and the disgruntled former employee if, if you want to call it that probably caused some snowballing effect that was allowing it. I mean, that's like, these are, these are mutually exclusive. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it, it just, and then, and then the Nikki Fargus on the, on the presser, I'm sorry, she had to leave, but she's still on the zoom call and then magically disappears just then. I mean, there's just, we could do a whole podcast episode, no, you know, I want to, it's ridiculous. It's bad. And then the, it's, the, it's like a bad reality. TV two show. days later, cause, cause why not? We're going to be comparing these two franchises, you know, until the cows come home, the mm-hmm. New York Liberty have handled the John Cole Jones acquisition and that they handled Brianna Stewart and Courtney Vanderstood's press conference earlier today, complete class act, everything you would expect from a premier franchise team, from an organization across the board. Vegas right now, I'm disappointed. Like, I'm a little bit confused. Who's calling the shots here? Because to me, this is where PR, an experienced PR person, which is what they have, would step in and determine, hey, this is how we need to handle this situation. That That's not what it's looking like to me. So I want to know who's calling the shots and who's making this look like the complete disaster that it is right now. So well, I'm just going to, I'm no, I'm just going to throw this out there, Rachel. Like, I saw you tweeted something about like, this is PR 101. This is the statement you should have put out the moment these allegations came. And then I found it funny because it looks like they copied and pasted that for their statement later on. But enough about Vegas. <laughs> let's let's move on. There's been some very interesting moves that happened uh, today. Atlanta trades Tiffany Hayes to Connecticut for the sixth pick in this draft. Um, it's going to be interesting because, you know, what is Tip Hayes's uh, availability whole season partial season we saw last season um she did dip out at one point uh for national team commitments not the u.s national team um so that's going to be an interesting one but i love the the addition for connecticut um brings a lot of elements that that team needs a shooter a scorer um a good defender a a two-way player honestly a, a great not the same style player so don't take it that way but a great addition um, after you lose Courtney Williams in free agency. Any thoughts on that trade? I agree. I think it's a win-win for both. We knew she was on the move. Um, at least I think that was common knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of forget like what is and what isn't, but you know, it kind of was like, I feel like Atlanta was able to secure an, a nice, a nice piece with this and being able to be, you know, now you're involved in this draft with, with two solid picks. I think they're going to be able to meet their needs 
in this draft with those two picks, maybe even secure a, you know, a future piece, something along those lines. But yeah, I mean, I, I echo everything you said. I, I think it's great for both. Well, and, and a smart move too, because right, they used one of their first round picks on the move to get Alicia Gray and then possibly Tip Hayes is already leaving, but then you're able to get back into the first round uh, with that one. So I, I, I think the move is a smart move, a nice move. Um, moving on to, I mean, there's been, like, look, Vegas and New York have kind of, in the positive way, stolen the show of free agency so far. I don't think there's any question about that. And and obviously they're making moves that either continue to have them as contenders or moves that move them into the contender box um, in New York's case and Las Vegas's case. Then there's the other teams, right? The Seattle, the Chicago, and the Minnesota. Teams that, Minnesota's not in that same realm in, in, in one sense, but I'll get to them in a moment, Chicago and Seattle, two teams that just saw mass departures, um, not in the sense of, well, just like based off their last year roster. And you look at both of them and you see the tweaks that they did. You know, Chicago was a thing that it was like a one, two, three year, maybe window for them. And they got one championship out of it. And now we've seen the mass departure. They still have a cornerstone in Ka and they've, you know, look, when you lose, Courtney Vandersloot, Allie Quigley, um, and Candace Parker, all in a brief offseason, and Azrae Stevens, you know, it's very easy to look at that and say, well, SOL, you know, tanking, blah, blah, blah. No. James Wade doubles down and says, hey, we understand that those players moved on. We're not calling it. We're going to make the best out of this situation. And it's made some really good moves, in my opinion. Um I mean, like, when I say really good moves, like, realistically, you look at who's out there and what they're able to do. And I like some of the moves that they're they're doing. And they're not done. They're not done. Exactly. And then Seattle also. I think Seattle was in a slightly different position. Um, Just, you know, having the ability. Or I guess they they weren't. Like, they brought back Ezzy. She was a free agent. She could have gone elsewhere. Um, I mean, obviously, restrictions and all that jazz. But, like, they were able to retain some of their talent. Obviously, they didn't keep Stewie. Seattle in general. Also, I mean, I'm a little bit more hyped on Chicago. I'm a little bit, you know, with Seattle, obviously they are very barren in comparison to what they have been in the past. What's your thoughts on Seattle? I mean, look, they still have Jewel Lloyd, still got Ezzy, Mercedes Russell, if healthy, and they've made some signings. Um, Still a few gaps, though, in my mind. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just you're looking at the end of, of eras with both of these franchises, we knew Chicago was going to happen. We knew that was going to (laughs) happen. You know, you knew that at some point, Allie Quigley, you know, was going to be done. Courtney Vandersloot could potentially move on. Candace Parker was either going to move on or be done. I mean, you know, that that's less of a shocker to me and things that could have been prepared for in the future. I felt like last year, 2020, what the hell year is it? 2022, James Wade was able to keep the band together and, you know, run it back. And in it, 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 they, they did, they did what they could. They got a championship, you know, now it's just a matter of, okay, like what, what kind of magicianal tricks can James Wade do? But now this is just a complete new era when it comes to Seattle. I still question, well, but I'll also say like what he put together is going to be fun, right? Like that roster is going to be fun. They're not going to be, they're not like a clear cut lottery team. So like, yeah. I'm excited for that team. It'll be fun. Continues. And, and they're not done. But yeah. <laughs> um, the Seattle, Seattle, I think that there's more room to be critical. I still don't understand why you don't core your best player from two years ago. Um, can I, can I, 
Okay, I know that that's the take, but let me just play this out real quick. Okay, and, and because I, we've had this debate, it goes back and forth. Rachel says, you course Stewie, she's your best player. She's one of the best players, if not the best in the world. Uh, her in Asia, right? Her Asia in Delhi, if you want to say that. Um, why not core her? Then you have the power to at least get some some trade back. You get Here's the my farm thing. for her. You get the farm for Bram Stewart. But anyway, keep going. Yes, but do you? Because think about it realistically in the history yeah. of this league. When players demand trades, when players want out, I don't think this is a situation where Stewie goes, um, first of all, would Stewie agree to sign a two-year core? Or does she just sign a one-year core and then move on anyways next year? Well, that's assuming it, that's assuming it gets to a point where she demanded a trade. Uh, which I agree with, right? But what we know from Brianna Stewart is, and she's made it abundantly clear, she's she probably would have done a one-year core last year knowing what the situation with the CBA and prioritization is. So, like, we could, I mean, this is essentially, like, the multiverse, right? Alternative universes um, of of what kind of could have happened. Like end of the day, I view it this way, and I'm going to back. I'm going to take Seattle's side on this because if Stewie's going to leave, so if at that point they had an inkling that Stewie's going to leave, she wants out once Sue's gone. She maybe would have left last year if it wasn't Sue's last year. Seattle goes. What can we do to retain longevity and keep talent on our roster? If a, if a player wants out in the WNBA, historically, you don't get a good return. Arguably, the two best returns, and we were talking about this before, like were for Deladon because Chicago got Ka and because you know Chicago ends up doing a lot of other moves that really was successful and Dolson was part of their championship run, as much as it pains me to say that. Um, so like props to them and Connecticut with J.J., probably is like the other one arguably the best return ever for that caliber player right and even that isn't equivalent and none of the players that were moved in there like I'm taking Jewel Lloyd over every player that has ever been involved in a superstar trade uh force trade or just move besides maybe Ka right so like keeping Jewel Lloyd was a long-term goal and saying to Jewel, like, we're focused on you. If Stewie leaves, this team's yours and we're going to build around you. I don't think is a bad move. I think it's like kind of cutting your losses. I mean, I get what you're saying, but like there's so many, there's so many ifs in there. Like there's so many, like like, assuming you knew she was going to leave in a year, assuming they they knew that. I, I don't believe that's the case. I really don't personally believe that's the case. They might know something that I don't. Probably a good chance that they do. Um, I still, like, again, you're assuming that, you know, okay, so now, so now the theory in the WNBA is like, okay, we can't have high-value trades because just these superstars are just going to demand their way out. Here's the thing. I mean, like, I, I, it's, it's Brianna Stewart. You, you know, like you don't know what's going to happen in, the, in this next year. You end up you end up attracting her. You end up getting her to come back. You end up thinking, oh, hey, maybe we might be able to attract Courtney Vandersloot to come here. You're our cord player. Hey, if not, okay, well, at least we can trade and get the farm for her. Now, I understand everything you talked about. Those are players who demanded trades who are not unrestricted free agents at that period of time. So, I mean, you know, we're talking about a couple of different things here, but like I get the way you're spinning it and I understand you're cutting your losses. What what at least can we get here to like, I guess that's Jewel Lloyd. I love Jewel Lloyd. I have been a huge Jewel Lloyd fan since I remember watching her in but literally no junior. But she's replaceable. Brianna Stewart's not replaceable. So 
yeah, that's just, I just, I get what you're saying. I, I, I honestly, I respect it because it makes sense when you, when you, when you talk about it in this way, I just court your best yeah. player, man. No, I, hear you. I just think end of the day, like if they had an inkling, then they, it's a gamble. It's yeah. a gamble, right? No matter what, it's a gamble because so much, so much yeah, that we exactly. know, and like, Hey, for all yeah. we know, she kind of tipped them off. Like, Hey, I'm actually considering going, but whatever. Uh, the other team I want to talk yeah. about, cause we talked about like dynasties and the changing of guards and things. And I think it's interesting because you look at, you know, LA that's done pretty cool revitalization, but like Minnesota, uh, a team that I, I just want to touch on real quick because it's been year after year after year, four free agencies in a row, right? That since the the departure of of Brunson, um, our, you know, Maya, Waylon, since then, during the Reeve era of GM, the Lynx have just not been successful courting and bringing, you know, top tier talent to them in free agency. And the other interesting aspect of that is like, really, I mean, Sylvia Fowles is the one that during the dynasty, they were able to court because of her relationship in part with Simone. Um, And so you look at this and you kind of zoom out. And I always say like, look, we're doing, we're going to, in a moment, go down the list of teams and give a grade. This is like, in this is a fluid thing, right? We're in the moment of like, this is mid free agency. We're grading this. Then there's the post free agency. Then there's a year down the road, two years down the road. You start looking back at what Minnesota's been doing and not been able to do. The three biggest free agency signings for Minnesota in the last four years, was Natalie Chanwa, Ariel Powers, and Kayla McBride. Now, you know, not horrible signings at the time for Powers and McBride. A Chanwa horrible contract, just flat out. Um, arguably the powers contract is hurting the team currently because she's for the most part been not the most healthy, uh, and not even a starter for the majority of her time in Minnesota. And and you, you yeah. can't move it. What? You can't move. You we can't, can't move, move either of those, but at least, right. at least like from the perspective of Natalie Chanwa, you know, I don't know what her status is going to be this season, but at least with the new, uh, clause in the CBA, they can replace that. So that isn't as big a a cap hit. I mean, it's only like a minimum to hers. So like, you know, it's basically two players on the vet minimum um, that they could have had, but whatever. The point is more so that just like we, the reason the Minnesota, like the Minnesota Lynx have been running back the same roster for the past four years, essentially, minus Sylvia Fowles this year and adding Tiffany Mitchell and you get feedback healthy. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. No player development. Bad, Like, bad. literally, you look at this team, and yeah, they had a super team that was built because Waylon wanted to come home in free agency. Uh, Maya's drafted, you already had Moan, and the dispersal draft gets you Brunson. And so now you look at, like, everything through a different lens, and you start to worry, as somebody who's getting blown up by my family in Minnesota, why aren't we getting anybody? Why aren't we getting anybody? Well, they're trying. But for whatever reason, say it whatever you want, they haven't been able to attract them. And obviously there's things going behind closed doors that we don't know about um, that maybe are reasons that it's going on. I don't know. All I'm saying is, statement of fact, they haven't been able to sign anybody. And they're running back, like, they're running back their team for the third, fourth straight year. You're not able to attract high-level free agency prospects, signings, and you're not able to create any trades because these contracts nobody wants to take them on so it's bad it's very bad i'm sorry but it's bad. yeah and we can go into that more in a different episode let's quickly we're going to run down 
each team, I'm going to give my gut reaction uh, grade. Okay. I tried to do this quickly and not because I can, you know, dissect it forever and, excuse me, go a little crazy on the, the pluses and minuses. Um, oh, we're doing grades. We're doing grades. I mean, and I'm putting Rachel on the spot. I, I like jokingly told her, but I, I didn't want her to be prepared for this because I like to get her hot takes and I like to make her disagree with me. Um, and this is pre the moves that are still yet to be made. Yes. This is not final. This is not final. No, 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 no. This is like an updated, this is what we know so far. Obviously, like I'm given L, uh, New York A+. plus. No question there, right? Well, I'll just start, whatever. I got it all listed. Uh, Atlanta, I'll give them a B minus. I really like the moves, but not like hitting home runs, not anything crazy out of the park. Smart, calculated moves. B minus. What do you think? B. Okay. Whatever. Oh, all right. DC, B minus. I love the psych signing. Um, Tolliver, like I joke, but this isn't Tolliver from 2019. Um, they're still lacking some offensive prowess in my mind. Um, so I'm going to give them a B minus cause I, I do think adding Sykes is going to keep their defense just really mean, but the offense still worries me. I give them a C I'm underwhelmed okay. Chicago C plus. I don't think that like they did the best in the situation they could. So they're passing. Um, but you know, without making crazy, crazy big moves, it's hard to give you more than that. Whew. Um, I think we're gonna have to come back to this okay. one. I keep saying they're not done, but you know, I, for 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 the destruction that we've witnessed as a as a fan or as an outsider, you know, I'll, I'll give them a, I'll give them a solid B. I was B gonna say, right you can, yeah, I hear you. Like the lips are together. You're about to say B. I, Just kind of like what what players are left. It feels yeah. like well, and, and they did a great job of of just snatching up a lot of those second third tier players. Um, in positions they needed yeah. while other teams swung and missed on top players and then have just been like scrambling to get anybody. Uh, Connecticut C plus, you know, not overwhelmed by what they've done. They've done solid moves, uh, anticipated things like we've talked about even at the end of last season, like doubtful that you keep this team together, um, but they're making smart moves to kind of reposition themselves. You know, I knew that there was going to be like this was going to blow up, and it did. I mean, blow up to some degree with JJ leaving, and I'm gonna I'm gonna include that trade in there the way you know she wanted out and what they were able to get in return. I, I'm gonna add that in kind of my grading. Mm-hmm. Uh, so clearly, we're talking about teams that look vastly different. Um, I like Allen on this roster. I like Ty Harris on this roster. I like that. Thank God they were able to maintain Heidemann. Um, so, and Brianna Jones, I mean, you know, coring her, I mean, I think it's been, it's different. It's not going to be the same. They're going to have their challenges, but I'm going to give them a B plus. I think, I think that they've, they've done about as well as they could in this situation. Love it. New York, obviously a plus by everybody. Uh, the aliens that we don't know exist are giving them an A plus. Indiana, I'm going to, is, I forget, is D passing or is C passing? I've been out uh, that long. Technically, C is average. I don't even know. Some depends on who you talk to. All right, fair. I'm gonna I'm gonna give them either a D plus C minus. I mean, nothing crazy. I like that they they moved the D Rob contract. Um, I like that they're kind of set themselves up for not like you know just throwing. They 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 did some nice money, Erica Wheeler, but they're not. They and they have the ability to, but they're not just like making the bone. The head scratching, I almost said bonehead. 
head scratching. Damn, can we what? Can we talk about that Erica Wheeler deal? Good lord. Yeah, but like everybody else is on rookie I, scale contracts, so it's not even a big deal. Like you have the money, it's not like it's going anywhere else. Why not show commitment? Good for her. Good yeah, for her. Good for yeah, her. No, um, I, my hometown state, Minnesota. Straight. Hold on, we didn't. I didn't oh, see her grade. Would you give? Would you give him D plus C minus? Oh, that's way too harsh. But to, no, but like I mean, to me, I'm I like I don't. They didn't do anything like overtly positive in my mind. So like I can't give them a good grade, but I can't give them a fail. So they're like average C. I'll give them a give them a B minus. Yeah. No, no, no proximity <laughs> bias from growing up there. Um, <laughs> Minnesota. I just love Erica Wheeler on the Fever. Okay. All right. Fair, fair. 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 Uh, Minnesota, I don't know if I've ever given a fail before, but I'm going to give a fail like, please retake tests. Yeah, I agree. All right, we agreed on something. I asked someone the other day, the other day is there an F minus? That's a really good question. <laughs> no, and then we're not even like trying to be mean. It's just like, what moves have oh, you I made? And then honestly, like the thing that bothers me is they're making these moves to run back the same roster, but they're essentially just like acknowledge like, – None of the moves were like, okay, Sill's gone. We're signing Dantas and we're signing Milich. And like, we're excited because that's going to be a powerful front court with Fee. Um, it's like, even they're, even they sound depressed in the press releases about it. It's just like, not exciting. Milich is a starter in my mind, day one in Minnesota, but they won't even make that commitment. So. Well, you should, you should at least give him a D for bringing Milich. That back. is a, that is a very fair point. All right. I'm going to bump that up to D minus. <laughs> Um, Dallas, I'm going to give a not present. Is that fair? <laughs> oh and God, let's wait and see what happens with Marina Mabry. And I mean, I guess, I guess we could talk about, they brought back some, some. I mean, we could talk about Natasha Howard. Oh yeah. I, mean, I guess, no, they were present. They brought in Natasha Howard. They, they returned McCowan. I'll, I'll give them, I'll give them a C plus B minus because I do like those moves with the team. It sucks that they lost Kayla Thornton, but they had to make some tough decisions about moving some of those those players. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm doing this with the caveat that Mabry does not return again. I'm not breaking any news here. I'm just giving them like that's what my mind. I just the way she was talking yesterday at USA Basketball doesn't feel mm-hmm. that way. Um, God, it's hard. Um, Howard, I mean, okay. I'm gonna give him like a. I mean, it's just bad. You you can't lose Mabry. I give him a D. Okay. Yeah, Sorry. no, that yeah. sucks. Seattle, I'm gonna give them C minus D plus also because like nothing that's really blowing me away. I love that they brought Ezzy back. Um, and it, and obviously similar situation as Chicago, but I do think Chicago's done a slightly better job um of amassing yes. talent. Yes, I agree with you. Same Vegas A with a giant, giant asterisk. <laughs> I mean, I'm still very much saddened about the Hamby situation. It's hard, you know. It's this this Vegas team has become very endearing to my heart, and she is a large part mm-hmm. of that. Derek Hamby and and it's how close this team felt. Some of these players felt. It's it's weird. Um, I'm having a hard time envisioning her with anyone else, and I'm. I'm confused by that after, you know, the team friendly deal and everything that went down, she gets pregnant. They need bodies. It's a business. It's a whole thing that goes on. Okay. So you make the decision to, you know, move Hamby. 
And so then that turns into Candace Parker and Alicia Clark. I mean, they, they added depth. They got better. You added Candace Parker. We still don't know how that's going to look, but it's like, I mean, it's, it's a win. You can't, you Can can't just, argue it. It's, no, it's a, definitely a win. Can I just say like roster wise, they got more depth. Like the roster got better. No question in my mind. Um, can I just say though, how funny I found it because if you weren't following the news of Candace Parker going there, a lot of the quotes that they had, if you just replaced Liz Cambage for Candace Parker, a lot of the quotes were the same uh, that it was based. And, and I'm obviously it's very, very different, very different styles of play. I think Candace's style of play will pair with Asia much better than Liz did. Um, but it was just funny to see a lot of the same, like, I'm not worried about multiple superstars, more talent, the better, you know, there's blah, blah. You know? It was just like a lot of the same lines. And it's like, Oh, are we just like- doing Take number two on this. Literally felt like it was repeating itself. Um, LA, I'm going to give him a B plus. And because Kurt Miller jumps in there with like basically just an aftershock, right? Like what Derek Fisher did there was just like, I mean, it was completely empty. And what Kurt Miller has been able to do, like Derek Fisher went all in on that one season, went up in flames. Now we're back completely empty. And Kurt Miller has built up a team. Now, I'm not saying this is a contender. I'm saying he's built a playoff team, and they really revamped and recharged much quicker than I think a lot of people expected. So I'm going to give him a B plus. It really comes down to you know being able to attract high-level free agents, as Ray Stevens was one of those mm-hmm. this year because of the supply and the demand. Um we can go back and forth. Is she a super max type player? Like, you know, she, but she was at, she was at that, that caliber in terms of what was needed supply and demand. And the fact that LA, I mean, it took a while for Steven's deal to get done or to, to figure out what was going on or what, what she was going to do. But for LA to win that out, that battle, that is huge. That's massive. I think that shows a lot of faith in just what they've been able to do in such a short amount of time. Um, you know, could, it's just what what happens with Kennedy Carter, you know, in, in this year and we'll see, <laughs> um, you know, kind of how that ends up, I guess, ending up in, in, in my opinion. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely a, um, they were able to do about as well as they could. And I think that, you know, now it's just kind of, do they have any other moves potentially under their sleeve? Can they attract, you know, next year is where we're really, really, really going to be talking about LA. Um, and, and have they done enough to continue to attract those high level, you know, unrestricted free agents? And so, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I'll get, I'll give them a B plus. Phoenix well. is definitely not present. Like they don't have, but that's how we always feel. Yeah. about Phoenix. No, hundred percent. We'll wait. We'll see we what still, happens. Quite, Who can they add? Still, you know? Yeah. We still haven't, we still haven't signed Tarazi and Griner. Um, everyone just assumes that they're, that's going to be the thing, but I think the big question mark is Skylar Diggins Smith. Um, what ends up happening with that clearly situation where, you know, that wasn't going to work. It probably won't work. And assuming Nygaard's still the coach and she is <laughs> new ownership now in place, I would imagine that something's going to be worked out here soon enough, but they did bring back Sophie Cunningham. Yeah, I so. guess one move. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's run down some questions that we got a bunch of them. We already touched on curious to hear our opinions on where, Mabry and Tiff Hayes end up. Well, we already know Tiff Hayes. Thanks, Rachel. Uh, Marina, I'm I'm just going to not let you talk, and I'm going to say, let's wait and see. Um, I can't say anything. Yeah, no, you're not. You're not allowed to. Um, we got another question. What's one move each team should make by the end of free agency? Honestly, not to like dismiss a question, but I think 
in that regard, a lot like it's kind of late for a lot of teams. Um, I would like to see some teams take some flyers out on some players like Katie Benson, like, right. Like players who had gotten opportunities, young players who maybe pickle, <laughs> pickle in the house um, players who just haven't gotten a lot of run, give them an opportunity because there's some teams that don't seem like, even if their best players are playing out of their minds that they're going to be contenders. Um, so why not take a flyer out and some other players Again, we're we're kind of at the bottom of the barrel now in terms of moves that can be made. But but what there, there's an opportunity now in Seattle, in Chicago, you know, in Indiana, in in Minnesota for sure, you know, potentially where you know you could have somebody come into a training camp and have an opportunity. So mm-hmm. there's one for you. Boom. A name. Uh, another question that I'm not going to read the whole one because it's kind of long, but it's essentially like, what's the value of training camp contracts? Like, how does that work? And let me just break it down. Training camp contract and vet minimums are the exact same thing. So, like, sometimes teams will say it as that as a minimum or training camp. It's all, like, the preference of the team or the agent of, of how it's going to be worded. Um, the point of them, to be blunt, is it allows you a lot of flexibility um, to do other things on your roster because the numbers, until, you know, you are signed on for the season, the numbers don't hit the cap. So you get a lot of flexibility and that ties in to another question that somebody had about, you know, the middle, well, kind of, so, um, no, it doesn't actually, I'm confusing it. Whatever. <laughs> Point is that that's why you've heard a lot of people in the WNBA world talk about uh, kind of the reclassification of the league. Like the middle class of the league is going to be in a lot of trouble and you're going to see a lot of middle pack players have to take big pay cuts because star players not obviously not everybody's going to be quickly in salute, right? Are, right? are not always, some are going to take pay cuts, some aren't. And, you know, what we're going to see is a lot of teams are, as we adjust to this new CBA, a lot of middle-class players are going to have to take vet minimums, which can be shown up as a training camp contract, or it could be more like a team could in, envision actually having them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, another one, how do we see the rest of New York Liberty roster ending up? Honestly, it's going to be interesting because right now, um, Reen and Han are not on the books. And I don't believe if I, I saw a tweet breaking down the numbers that they don't have enough cap space to sign both of them. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Personally, I still think a move is on the horizon, but who knows? Well, and training camp contracts don't hit your, your books. So, but you also have some other, some other players that, I mean, like this is, they, they got a chance to have a competitive training camp. Yeah. Sabalini, I mean, you know, well, that's not, yeah, well, there's two we other players, right? Yeah, we were talking about that the other day, you and I. Um, I, I don't know. I, I go back and forth. Um, it feels like there's another move to be done, but at the same time, it kind of makes me wonder, were they able to make this work? <laughs> right. You know, um, I haven't had the chance to sit down and crunch the numbers, and let's be honest, I'm probably not going to. <laughs> well, it's, well, it's four players, right? Sabali and Sika also with Han and Marine and there's like space as of now for like one person at a minimum. Um, so. And, and with it being that the summer that it is for international players, mm-hmm. it's just kind of, in my mind, again, I'm not writing them all off, not all, but I'm not writing those players off. I love when they're here, but the Misamins, the Johannes, I mean, it, it kind of like, maybe this isn't the year for them yeah. to come over. Yeah. You know? Maybe uh, after the one, two punch of Liberty and aces, who do you think, 
will form the middle tier of the WNBA standings. Honestly, I think it's so open. Um, I could see all of them. Look, I made a, a dollar bet uh, that <laughs> this was such a ridiculous bet that three of the four teams in the uh, in the lottery are going to be Chicago. I think I said Chicago, Minnesota, and Seattle. It was a stupid bet, way too early in free agency. Um, but I, I truly think that, like, you look at the league and. Literally, I would not be shocked to see any of... There's no team that I would be like completely floored uh, in this league besides Vegas and New York if they're like being a middle-tier uh, you know, contention team, whatever you want to call it. What do you think? We're talking about like next tier of potential contenders? Yeah, like we, not potential contenders, just like who's going to be the middle of the pack in the league. Um, I, mean, I think LA is going to get there quicker than um, we realize. True. I think that Connecticut has enough pieces to remain competitive. Um, I think Atlanta is kind of on that same trajectory. Like they, it's not, not a, yeah, like DC, DC for sure. I mean, depending on what happens, I mean, they, they've just been kind of such a, inconsistent wild card because of Deladon for so many and Heinz Allen's got to play better. <clears throat> you know, I would definitely say DC is there. Connecticut is there in terms of talent, in terms of up and coming potential. I think Atlanta's there. LA. I mean, really, really early to say that, but LA is showing promise. Dallas should, mm-hmm. but it's also Dallas and Dallas is going to Dallas. So yeah. the greatest line of all time, Dallas is going to Dallas. Um, well, the last question, I think we touched on all. Do we foresee any league upping the ceiling of the salary cap amid, uh, amid the rumors of the Aces? I think it's going to be interesting. We'll just have to wait and see. I mean, the league's going to have to do something, and it's either hard punishment coupled with changing something in the CBA or hard punishment and no change. And like you said, Pandora's box has been opened. We right. already touched on why the Lynx aren't in free agency. and what the fever are doing on the roster. Uh, any final thoughts on the salary cap? No, I mean, it's unprecedented in my opinion. So it's hard to say, like, it's like I said, it's a crit- critical moment. Um, I, there has to be some form of punishment I would imagine, but also Las Vegas is the golden child right now. Becky Hammond is the golden child. All those players, you know, like, it's like, it's kind of like the league needs them <laughs> to be doing what they're doing on the court. Um, so how this is handled is going to be really, really, really important. But at the same time, like if it's not handled harsh enough and everyone else knows this is going on, everyone in the league is talking about it and addressing it now, like, and it's like, oh, you're going to get away with it. Okay. Well, now, now, now the new rule book is set. Mm-hmm. And now we know what this looks like moving forward. And then us, all of us who get to talk about this and analyze this get to get to talk about a lot more than just salary cap. So, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's, it's completely unprecedented. It's hard to, it's hard to imagine where this is going to go. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see, I'm excited to, uh, update our free agency grades. Once some more moves happen, won't be the last time. Uh, and we're gonna have some, uh, cool guests coming on soon and cute, cool topics to discuss. Rachel, we'll be back. Have a good one.